Sometimes you gotta go back to actually move forward. I don't mean all the way back to dental school. Let's face it, that was an awful experience. But when it's all said and done, you still have questions. That's what Paul and Justin are here for. To answer your questions as your dental business mentors. What's up, everybody? We are the dental business mentors, Dr. Bullard and Dr. Paul, the bacon and eggs of dentistry. And we are here answering your questions. We got a really good one today. Let's read that question, Justin. Okay, so this is effectively, this is a very common issue. So how do you approach team members who you've hired that don't do well after onboarding, right? We typically have that 90-day, let's call it a probationary period or what have you. How do we deal with that? I would say like the first most important thing is you need to have an onboarding protocol. You need to know what you're trying to teach this person, at what times you're going to teach them this, and what they should know by certain dates, 30, 60, 90 And you're checking in monthly. This is something I do not do at my office. I have a lead that does this, but we do have this. We have a list of, say, dental assistant. These are the skills. These are the skills we expect at 30, 60, 90. And these are what we're working on. And we're checking in on the people. I don't care how much experience you have as a dental assistant. I don't care if you've got a decade experience. Is When you come into my office, you will feel like you have no experience. It's just the way that we train people. And that has been my experience. Now, I will say... Having been a practice owner now for almost 12 years, I have changed my viewpoint on this is when I was earlier in my practice, I would say anybody is trainable. We can train this. We can do this. And now I would say when it comes to team issues, culture issues, or communication issues, I would say for the most part, those are not changeable in most people. If people are saying things to your patients that are maybe somewhat offensive or they come off not very friendly or they're not coming off friendly to the team, my experience has been that these people do not change. And I don't know if that's been your experience, Justin, but that's just been my experience. And I have learned to have a conversation, talk about the issues with the person, and then just let them go and move on because I have put so much time and energy into some employees and it's just, they do not change. And if they do change, it's for a short period of time and then they're back to what they're at. But I would say you got to have what your onboarding protocol is and what your expectations are. And you need to have these discussions. And then it's just a quick, like, Hey, it's been 90 days. Here's where we're at. Here's the issues that I'm hearing from. And this is what's good, but this is what things I think we need to work on. And let's see how it goes. And then you just move forward. If the things don't change and the behaviors don't improve and the training's not happening, you talk to them again, you document it, and then you just let them go and you just move on and you just invite them to go find another place to work. And and I always feel bad for these people. I always give them like a severance. I always pay them for like a month because I just don't like to break up with people and I don't like making girls cry. That might sound, I, I just, typically my employees are female and I can't think of, I'd say I got about 75% cry rate when I've let people go. And that never feels good because I care about people and I don't want to make them cry. And it doesn't take that long to sit down with your team and say, hey, what are the skills that we need to do? Like I've done this with my front desk as well. Like, hey, what is a 30, 60, 90 thing that we expect from people? Same thing with hygienists. What is 30, 60, 90? What do we expect from new employees? The thing is, is that we just expect our employees to come in and we don't have to do anything because they went to school and or they've been doing this before. So they know what to do though. We don't have to train them in our office protocols and stuff like that. And I think It's just a lot of issues with a lot of dental offices. We're just not providing training and we're just not providing clarity in what we want with people. So I don't think there's anything wrong with approaching a failing employee 
And it's a lot easier to do if you're doing it on a schedule. Hey, you and I are going to sit down at 30, 60, 90, and we're going to go over this stuff. What screws it up is when you don't touch base and you only go to touch base six months later when you're having issues and you haven't said anything to this employee in the meantime. I think that's all I got to really say about that. For me, in my practice right now, I'm doing very little of this. I am struggling to even communicate with people in their 20s now without being super awkward. I don't know if it's because I'm not doing the interviews and I'm seeing them for the first time at the practice. I like had a, uh, <laughs> I had, I had a new employee that was at the front desk the other day, and I walked up like, "Hey, there's a new face. Hi, I'm Dr. Paul. What's your name?" And she's like, "Hi, I'm Maddie." And I'm like, "I'm like, oh, cool. Well, welcome to the team." And she's like, "Thanks." And I just sat there. And there was this little awkward pause, and I go, "New employee, yay!" <laughs> <laughs> my 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 sister like gave me this look, and we walked out the hallway. And she goes, "What the fuck was that?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Like. I don't know how to be normal anymore. I don't know what the hell my problem is. Like, I'm just turning in like the old weird boss that everyone's just like, what's wrong with that guy? I just, I'm losing touch, man. But anyway, I'll pass it <laughs> to you, Justin. How do you approach the failing employees who are not meeting the expectations? In general, I want to work with people that actually want to be here. It's been a while since I've done any like in-office management with folks. I mean, it's been a number of years now because I'm always working with our centralized team. And that's usually somewhere between like five to 10 people. The same concept still applies though, right? Like, and that's the average roster, I would say, for most dental practices anyway. They got somewhere between five to 10 employees, right? So same concept. It's just that they're not in the practice. My centralized team deals with everyone in practice, but the same concept applies there. They want to work with people who want to be there, right? All the problems end up getting funneled up because if I'm managing a centralized team and they're going off to manage groups of like 10 to 15 or more team members or like six practices, for example, all the headaches they receive, those all end up coming back this way anyway. And we discuss them and go back and forth. So one or two bad apples will basically negatively impact everybody. So it's not like I directly deal with it, but I do hear about it. And my advice to everyone is the same. Look, when you were hiring somebody, the vast majority of the time, they're just going to know what to say and they say the right things. And you're often desperate because you need to fill a spot. And so you're only hearing the good stuff and you choose to sweep the negative under the rug, even though your spidey senses might be tingling a bit, right? <laughs> and and you sweep it under the rug anyway, because you need someone now, Right. That's especially true for hygienists because they're like, we need that hygienist in, we're not booking, et cetera. It's a tough one. Sometimes you're going to bring on folks and you're not going to make the right decision. This whole concept of like, you read in these books, like they publish, like tech for can you remember the name of the book now? But I remember this whole be quick to fire and slow to hire, right? Like, okay, great in concept, but- But I'm desperate. <laughs> yeah, when I need two hygienists or I have nobody to answer my phone, like how slow to hire can I be, yeah. right? And That's outdated. I get it. Yeah, and I get when you're assembling like an executive team maybe, right? And you know, you have some large county, but when you got this dental practice and you don't have a chairside assistant and you got patients booked out next week, you need to hire somebody now. That concept to me is like you said, outdated. And so in my opinion, you just have to continue to keep a recruitment pipeline going, right? Constantly have ads out. And that means you got to spend money to do that even when you don't need them. Because if you shut that off, oftentimes you're starting from scratch. And then two, after 90 days, everyone's true colors will come out. Like what you see is what you get now, right? And if you're not satisfied with that, time to move on. 
I used to try to be like Tony Robbins back in the day. Yeah, no, I could turn them around. Like I want everyone to have so much job satisfaction that if they can't see it, I'm going to help them see it. Like maybe they just don't know how good this could be, how rewarding this career can be. Like I'd go in and at the end of the day, the only person that ends up losing there is me each time. So I put in a bunch of energy. It's an energy drain. And after like a decade or more of doing this and managing practices, I've come to the conclusion that, as you said earlier, people are who they are. If they are intrinsically motivated and they are the type of people who really want to do their best, they will be coachable. So there's either people who are coachable or not coachable. And it's really easy to tell who's who because you take a person and you give them some feedback and you give them a clear path on how they can improve. If within a week they have not implemented that, they are uncoachable. Like, like good luck, right? It's, they're just not coachable. It's like, I see kids like that on my son's basketball team all the time, right? How many times does the coach have to say, tuck in your elbow, right? Like how many times, like, does the kid have to hear that from the coach, right? Before the kid tucks in his elbow and starts nailing more shots, right? Lining up his elbow properly. It's all these small little redirects that you give to folks that end up making the best team members, right? Like they're open ears and then they immediately implement. So if you have a team member that hears you and then they immediately implement, that's a coachable person. If you have a team member who hears you and does not implement at all, that is not a coachable team member. You either have to tolerate them or get rid of them. Ever since we started using relevance online marketing, I could see a drastic improvement in our SEO. I mean, we are ranking so much higher when searching for dentists in our hometown. We are seeing more new patients and certainly someone you should give a give a look at if you're considering new marketing companies. Just absolutely awesome. I would recommend relevance to any practice owner who wants to see what proper marketing can do for their office. I want to thank Dr. Paul Etchinson for introducing me to relevance marketing. They've done a great job, very thorough. I'm happy with the results. Thank you guys for all of your help. We never truly realized how powerful this could be. It's really changed our business for the best. I think they're definitely worth every penny. Easy to communicate with, easily accessible, does what I ask, and even shows me some reports when things are going a little bit off track and what they're doing about it. You know, it's just a level of service I just haven't really received from other marketing agencies. Since we've been using Relevance, we've seen a tremendous growth in our business. I would recommend their services to just about anybody. Search engine optimization uh, and getting your ranking on Google to be the highest it can possibly be. The efforts uh, by Relevance and their team and the efforts and the things that they've done with the, uh, the SEO as well as the social media. Highly recommend it. So what are you waiting for? This is Dr. Paul Etchison telling you to get a free consultation with Relevance. As a listener of the podcast, you get the first month free and there is zero obligation to continue if you aren't blown away. Make this the year you grow your practice to the next level. Go to RelevanceOnlineMarketing.com to set up a free consultation. That's RelevanceOnlineMarketing.com. I've always said, before I fired somebody or before we let somebody go, I just start to hear about them a lot. That's what it is. I yeah, just I enough. just hear true. their name all the, all, time, all the time. And yeah. I just get so sick of it. And I think sometimes we don't realize how rotten, and not I guess about rotten these people are, but how rotten they are for the practice, I would say. A hundred percent. Because even if they're not like being rude to other people, they're bringing down the expectations and they're showing people what kind of behaviors are going to be accepted and tolerated. And I think that goes a long way. And that's something just like everything in dentistry and management, I've learned the hard way. 
we've held on to some person that was way too long and just didn't realize how toxic it was for the practice, even though she wasn't toxic to other employees directly, but indirectly was toxic to our culture. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you don't want somebody around who is negatively impacting all your other team members causing problems for everybody else. You got to take care of everyone, right? And there's no one that's got some hierarchical position compared to anybody else. So I think that's the key there. And then you're also doing that person a favor by letting them go and helping them move on. Because if they're behaving in that way, what are the chances they really want to be there? What are the chances they're happy? Just set them free. Let them go. Find something new. It doesn't have to be done in a derogatory way. It doesn't have to. It can be very amicable. There's many amicable divorces that take place and you just simply let people go and and be on their way. I think that's the key there. And allowing your team to participate in that, they'll come to you, as you said, and let you know, right, that that is the case. So that's it. That's all. If you love them, let them go. Yeah. <laughs> and if they return to you, it was true love. Yeah, sure. All right. Dentalbusinessmentor.com, $179 a month. Check it out. All right, guys. We'll talk to you next time.